I don't know about you guys, but the anticipation of this ETF, which by the way, I'm hearing is going to happen today, is killing me. It's killing us. And it's killing the market every time we get these little candles up. I mean, just look at yesterday. Let's quickly just look at yesterday's little candles. We had these candles up going to 44,000, 44,700 anticipation of the ETF. And then bang, we get a decline. So today we're going to talk about why I think the ETF may actually be approved today and actually what happens when the ETF is approved. What is the trade? What's actually going to happen when the ETF is going to get approved? And then after that, I want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is a token that is the real ETH killer. Now, I know you think it's Solana, but it's not Solana. There is one token out there that could actually be an ETH killer. And if it is, it has about, I'd say it's got a 20 to 25x potential if my thesis is right. And I'm going to show you my thesis and then we're going to decide together whether my thesis is right. So as I said, I wasn't going to do a show today, but here I am because we have to get through this and I think the ETF is going to be approved today. Let's go. Let's do it, guys. I don't know about you guys, but this ETF anticipation has become like this this thing. And I can't wait for the day where we stop talking about the whether the ETF will be approved trade and move on to the next trade, which is how much money are we going to get into the ETF? How high is Bitcoin going to go, et cetera, et cetera. That's, I can't wait for that day. And you know, it actually seems like I'm not the only one who can't wait for that day. Um, we keep getting these teasers. Yesterday, we had the council, the head council from Grayscale. He says, just filling out some forms, you know, ever so casually, he's, he's just filling out some forms. Then um, we had Scaramucci who said, it's a done deal. Then we had uh, uh, Jacqueline who said, heard from sources extremely close to the matter that the Bitcoin spot ETF is going to be approved by the SEC for multiple firms applications. And every time they do that, it gets our blood levels up and we still haven't had an ETF. But you know what? The reality is we now know that the ETF is a done deal and that it is going to be approved. And if it's not today, the latest that the SEC have got until the 10th. So what we need to focus on is we actually need to focus on what happens after the ETF. What happens after the approval? Are we going to get a correction? Is it a buy the rumor, sell the news kind of trade? Um, are we going to get a correction only when the ETF actually does start trading? That's what today is about. Also, today is about... I guess what I think is the real ETH killer. There's only one that's really, really, really an, a real ETH killer. And I think today we're going to talk about the real ETH killer. Not, and it's not Solana. Everyone thinks it's Solana. It's not Solana. I'm going to talk to you about what the real ETH killer is. And I think there's a massive, massive, massive opportunity. So listen, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, I'm back. It's the new year. We're bringing you a whole lot of new alpha. Um, if you're not a subscriber, subscribe. And if you are a subscriber, then you know how this works. You smash the like button. The more you smash the like button, the more excitable I get. The more excitable I get, the more alpha I bring. The more alpha I bring, the more money you make. The more money you make, you know what I mean. You, you know how this thing works. All right. Um, so that's where we are. Um, I don't see the likes going up. Is something wrong with the with the with the like button? And I don't see like, like I don't see thousands of people liking shit here. I think it, there must be something wrong. It can't be that we've only got 600 likes, Josh. It can't be. It, it, something must be wrong with your clock. Yeah, so anyway, listen, let's, let's, let's talk about this. And really, I really hope that today is the last day we talk about this ETF approval. This ETF approval is killing me. I'm not the only person that it is killing. Um, last night, when I thought, I thought, okay, this ETF is definitely, definitely, definitely going to get approved. The price started to go up. We were getting these, these, these messages saying, 
it's done, it's a done deal, um, I'm just filling out some forms. I thought to myself, there's no way that I can go to bed now without setting an alarm clock. So I did, I set an alarm clock. Um, didn't work. I don't know why it didn't work. But the alarm didn't work at 4.30 in the morning. I wanted to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to see. Josh, any idea why the alarm clock never worked? <laughs> Josh is laughing at me. He knows I put it into the calculator. Anyway, um, so, so I'm not the only one who's had um, enough of this ETF trade. Uh, Emmy Melker, who's, by the way, Scott Melker's wife, and she's lovely. She said, say ETF one more time. I dare you to say ETF. Obviously, Scott said ETF. I'm sure you guys are also sick and tired of this bloody ETF trade. And then she said, let's play a game. Every time you see ETF in your feed, we take a shot. Okay, so we are going to play a very, very, very similar game here. How this works is I'm going to give you two seconds to go to your, your, your bars. I unfortunately only have a bottle of vodka in the office. Okay, now... I'm not a Russian, and I don't drink vodka. But how this works is, Jesus, Josh. <laughs> I don't know how the Russians do it, okay? But now, but now, what we do, we pour a tot. Every time we say the word ETF approval, we down the vodka. Now, you tell me in the comments when we need to down the vodka. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start, Okay. I hate vodka. I'll tell you if there's one drink that I really hate. It's neat, straight vodka. Whew. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh. Okay, so every... <coughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Okay, every time we say the word ETF approval... Oh, Josh, was there no tequila? Hold on a second. Let me just get some orange. Let me just get. Oh. Okay. <coughs> Every time we do ETF approval, we, we drink a little bit of vodka. Please get your own vodka or your own tequila. So it's, I'm not doing this alone. It is Friday. There's not much to do after this. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> I fucking hate vodka. Jesus Christ. Let's move on. Um, yeah, so every time we, we, we say ETF approval, we drink... I just said it, right? <laughs> okay, you're going to forgive me for that one because I can't do another vodka. I, I absolutely can't do another vodka. Anyway, I'm not the only one that's getting upset about this, this ETF approval. The other, <laughs> I'm sure the SEC is also having a, a, a rough time around this ETF approval. I'm, I'm sure that this is exactly how the SEC feel about the 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 imminent um, ETF approval. Uh, they also know that if they deny, if the SEC deny the ETF approval, this is what shit's gonna look like. Okay, now this is actually this is a real judge who I think denied bail to this guy who was like thirty years old or something, a third time offender. <laughs> the judge got fucked up. Okay, so I reckon that if the 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 SEC deny this ETF, this is exactly what's gonna happen. But I also think, to be honest, I think like, the reality is there's no chance. There's no, 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 no chance that this ETF is now getting denied. This ETF is getting approved. I really think that Eleanor, Ter Eleanor Terrett is, is right when she says um, the new uh, Bitcoin spot ETF expecting some amendments, 19.4s today. 
as well as some 11th hour phone calls concerning comments on the S1 and possible launch dates. The timeline for approval is still looking like next week, but will depend on how far the SEC.gov can read through the comments and amendments that they made today. It's now just a dotting the I's and crossing the T's situation. And the reality is that we've got to now get out of this trade, get out of this, you know what I'm talking about, trade, and actually move on to the next part of the trade. Because the reality is that in the big scheme of things, in the big scheme of things, the whether or not the ETF, whether the ETF gets approved today on Friday or on Monday or on Tuesday or on Wednesday doesn't really matter. And I think that this is what, what Raoul Paul actually said, and he was corrected. If you care whether the Bitcoin ETF approval is priced or not, your time horizon is too short. It is all noise in the grand scheme of things of what lies ahead. Don't fuck this one up because this is our last bull market. The catalyst is the ETF. Maybe the ETF gets approved today on Friday. Maybe the ETF gets approved on, on, um, on Monday or Tuesday, but the latest is going to be Wednesday. And in reality, in the big scheme of things, in the big scheme of things, it doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. What I just want to do is I want to stop talking about this ETF approval. And the reason I want to stop talking about this ETF approval is because, listen, for the last 203 days since BlackRock filed for an ETF... Oh, my God. They're telling me in the comments that I said it. Okay, so every Thomas says drink. Okay, one more, one more. Just a second. You don't understand how bad this shit is. I can smell it. The bottle is here. I can smell it. I can smell, because I left the bottle open. I can smell the, 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 the vodka, and it is terrible. And I don't know how many of you have ever drank straight vodka before, but it is fucking disgusting. Okay, I'll do one more. Hold on a second. Oh. Hold on a second. Whew. Whew. Okay, I can do this. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay, uh, I won't say the word again. Hold on. Oh, okay, no more. Okay, I'm going to pour the next one, just in case. This will be a small one. This, this one will be a small one. Okay. Okay, let's go. So... I've been saying, we've been talking about this event now for the last 203 days, and I just want the end of the event to, to happen already, and I want to get into the next trade. Now, what is, why do I say get into the next trade? Because the reality is that for the last 203 days, we have been trading around one event, which is this event that I shall not speak of for obvious reasons, and that have, we have been talking about this event for 203 days. Now... It's time to move on to the next trade. Once the approval actually happens, we need to move on to the next trade. And as I said, I think that the next trade can be an ETH trade, an ETH ETF trade, maybe a Sol Futures ETF trade. Maybe we move into a trade which is all about speculation of how much money will actually flow into the ETF. That's what the next trades look like, right? And it's time to move on to the next trade because we finished this trade. This trade is going to be, two, this trade was 203 days. We finished this trade and with the finishing of this trade, we have to unwind it. We have to unwind all the positions that came in for this trade. Because remember, there's some people that just came in and said, look, if we're going to get a ETF, you know what, then we need to be trading this. And there was a certain like, class of trader that came into the market and said, we are here for one thing. We are here for the ETF 
you know what, the, you know what I'm saying. So that is what this trade is about. And now we're at the end of this trade. Now, the reason why we're at the end of this trade is because there's an SEC deadline for next week, Wednesday, by which time the approval needs to take place. And if the approval doesn't take place today, it'll take place on Monday. If it doesn't take place on Monday, it takes place on Tuesday. But by Wednesday, we have the approval that we wanted. And then we move on to the next stage. And the next stage is, as I said, probably a trade of how much money is flowing into the ETF after the approval, right? And I think that this is the trade that we have to now change our mindsets to understand, okay? We are now entering a new era. The new era is, I don't think that you guys understand just how big this era is. I've been in Bitcoin since 2014, 2015. When I got into Bitcoin in 2015, we kept talking about the institutionalization of Bitcoin. Because remember, Bitcoin is not like any asset that institutions hold. It's not a simple asset. Imagine like you're a big institution. You've got to hold private keys. You, you, if you lose the private keys, you lose the asset. You can't phone the NASDAQ. They can't. I mean, this is a crazy asset for institutions. And we've been talking about the institutionalization of this new asset for years and years and years. And I think what we need to appreciate, regardless of whether the approval happens today, tomorrow, or the next day, we need to, the, to understand what Ryan Silk is saying, saying. The thing people are missing out about the Bitcoin ETF is that it's the cross the Rubicon moment. Crypto will have a, will have a long-awaited wedge into mainstream global finance, and that won't unhappen. Mass crypto adoption is inevitable with this space. We're moving, we're crossing the Rubicon. That's how big this move is. We're actually crossing the Rubicon into the next part of, of, of Bitcoin's life cycle. The first part of Bitcoin's life cycle, all about retail, all about retail front running the institutions because the institutions couldn't get in. Now, the institutions, for once, we, we institutionalize this product and we cross into the mainstream. And never in history has there been an asset where the retail investor was able to front run the institutions. Usually the institutions get the privilege of front running the retail investor. Now, the other way around, the, we got the 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 privilege of being able to front run the institutions when it comes to Bitcoin and ETH and then the whole lot of the crypto assets. So we're going to have fun, not only now, because then there's ETH, then there's all the other assets, which we're going to talk about today. And so we move into this new era for Bitcoin. And that is the exciting, exciting, exciting part. And you know what makes it more exciting? We move into this new era with the biggest advert that says that Bitcoin is now the most dominant asset over the past 15 years on every conceivable time period. That's how well that the, 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 uh, uh, the, um, the asset is actually performed just ahead of the ETF approval. So now, um, oh, geez. I said it again, hey. <laughs> I said it again, hey. <sighs> okay, hold on a second. I'm going to do it. I'll do it. Sean says, Dream, I will. Right, bro, you don't understand how bad this vodka smells. It's disgusting. It's revolting. Okay, it's a, I don't know. This is probably the worst advert for Russian bear vodka ever. <sighs> okay, I'll do it. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay, one, two. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pour another one because hopefully I'm not gonna say the word again because I, I actually can't drink another one. I'll be. I'll be dead before the end of the stream. 
Um, oh, okay, so, so as I was saying, we move into the new era. Now, what you can see is that gold, which was a 5,000-year-old asset, moved into the era of the ETF, and that is actually when it went parabolic. Now, ironically, the gold ETF was also launched by BlackRock, I think, and BlackRock was a, were the distribution people behind it. And you can see that this is the moment. <laughs> Sorry, one second. Um, wh- wh- where the whole trajectory... <coughs> yeah, this is the moment where the whole trajectory for for um, for gold um, changed because because of the ETF. Now we're moving into this with when Bitcoin has been the best performing asset over the last fifteen years. Now imagine being an institutional investor and you got this asset that's been the best performing asset in the last fifteen years on any time on um, on any time frame whatsoever. And so what do you do? You, you, you have to own it. It becomes more negligent not to have it in your portfolio than it becomes to actually have it in your portfolio. Now, on the background of this, only 39% of financial advisors believe a spot Bitcoin ETF will be approved. 88% of advisors are interested in purchasing Bitcoin um, and are waiting until after the spot ETF is approved. That's the, the statistic. 88% of financial advisors who, by the way, manage this much fucking money. Just look how much money. I can't even, be, I can't even begin to talk to you about, um, hold on. <coughs> I, I, can't, I can't even begin to talk to you about how much money this actually is. $30 trillion worth of assets under, mani- uh, under management by these financial advisors. And this is the amount of money. And 88% of them are saying that they're going to wait until after the ETF the Bitcoin ETF to come and buy our bags so that we can use the profits from what they buy our bags and use the profits. I'm getting so drunk. I can't even remember what I wanted to say, but um, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, anyway, the other thing which I heard, I actually heard this on Bankless and I think it's worth listening to this because it really gives you, um, what's the word? It gives you perspective. It gives you perspective about what we can actually expect. I'm going to mute my mic because I really need to cough. So, um, is it always works the same way. First of all, you, you get through all these questions on whether or not this is this is legal, what's the structure, how does all this work? Then you move into, okay, well, that's interesting. Let me test. And a test looks like nothing, right? Maybe they allocate a basis point or two. Now, here's the, the issue, um, and I think this is something that the market's not pricing in today. I, I agree with Kathy. I think we're going to go to a percent, 5%. It's a new uncorrelated asset class. It makes sense. Historical precedent would suggest that. That's not the day one. The day one's going to be a few basis points. It's going to be a couple of months of compliance reviews followed by a few basis points, followed by a lot of work. So it's going to take longer than people think it's going to, first of all. But what is a couple of basis points of a few trillion dollars? Because Uh the issue is that the numbers are way bigger than crypto has ever seen before. Crypto has no idea what money looks like when you're playing with an extra three zeros. We think a billion dollars is a lot of money. It's not. And I think that's the piece that's just impossible for the industry to conceive of today. We will get to one to 5%. It will take more time than people think. But when you start to get those couple of basis points, what's a couple of basis points of a few trillion dollars? Because that's actually the money you're really playing with on the short term. 
that's the part we can't really comprehend the next part of the cycle a couple of basis points a couple of trillion dollars we've never spoken about trillions of dollars we've never ever ever spoken about trillions of dollars and that is why this is such a big moment because we're going to cross the chasm into this the talking about billions and talking about trillions you know what i feel like it's like it's like when you you go to a casino and you you play at the casino and you're used to playing at the ten dollar table and you know you're playing ten dollars ten dollars ten dollars ten dollars and then what happens is you, you, um, geez, I'm so drunk. Um, then you, you go to the salon privé in the casino where there's like each chip is $20,000. You can't comprehend the, the change in, in what, what, what is actually happening, right? And that is what it's all about. That is what it's all about. We're, interest, we're entering a new paradigm where we're adding three more zeros that we haven't been able to comprehend. So regardless of whether the ETFs approved Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, who gives a shit? What's important is that we're actually going into this amazing, amazing new era. And what's also important is that finally, 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 we can stop talking about this ETF. You know what I'm talking about, trade. Because as I said, 203 days, we've been talking about it. And now we have to exit this trade and move on to the next trade. And as I said to you, I think the next trade is how much money is is going to flow in. That's potentially um, <clears throat> one of the one of the things that, that that it could be. It could be the the ETH trade. Finally, we could finally, 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 finally get the ETH trade. I mean, we don't know. We'll we'll talk about what the narratives can be. What's important is that we are at the end of one trade, and when you get to the end of one trade and into another trade, that's a new a new phase of the bull market. The, this phase of the bull market. It was many, many, many days. It was 203 days. And it was all about the ETF either getting approved or not getting approved. The next phase, we're now moving into the next phase. And what's going to happen between phase one and phase two is we're going to have a flash out. Now, we kind of got a flash out the other day when this unknown company, Matrixport, published this report now everybody knows who, who Matrix Port are. They thought that the ETF wasn't going to be approved. The market dumped. Um, <clears throat> and we got a leverage flash out. And this is, for me, one of the most convincing leverage flash outs that we have. Remember, between each cycle in the bull market, you need to flash out the leverage. This leverage was built up in... Let's look at when the leverage actually like, really started to build up. You could say around the 16th of October, the leverage actually started to really shoot up. What also happened around the 16th of October... Well, well, let's go, sorry, let's go back, let's go back. So where did the leverage start picking up? Here, June. Where did the, the ETF announcement come out? June. That's, you see, that's the leverage for this trade. Now we flush out the leverage for this trade and we go to the next trade. And we don't know, we'll talk about it in a second what this is. Now, the leverage flush out was really, really, really good. And to be honest, I actually called the leverage flush out before it happened. I said, the Bitcoin ETF trade was a trade. Now we're days away from, from the end of that trade. Regardless of the outcome, traders will unwind and deleverage that trade and prep for the next trade. Either way, we are going to, we are, we are going to get a deleveraging of this trade and a great buying opportunity. But act fast. I was supposed to act fast. It's actually fast. It won't last. And that's exactly what happened. The leverage collapsed. The funding reset itself. And I tried to buy but it was too quick. It was, I don't know if you remember, but it was just too quick. So I managed to put in some orders on like GMX. I managed to get some Pith. I managed to get some ICP. I managed to get some Rune, some Doge. And I closed a couple of short positions. 
And then I reloaded and waited for the next dip, which didn't really come, unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it didn't really come. The other thing which was incredible for me is um, we upgraded our newsroom. So we upgraded the Banter newsroom. If you haven't been to the new Banter newsroom, go to Banter Bubbles, click on the newsroom app over here, click on the obviously the news function here. This is where all our analysts are hanging out at the moment, right? This is where we're all hanging out. Um, hold on, you can't really see it. So you go to you go to Banter Bubbles. It looks like a red day today. Holy shit! I mean, is it? Has anything happened? Or is it? Okay, we're a little bit done. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. We will talk about that in a second. But what was great for me was to watch the the um, uh, uh, our researchers having discussions about why the market collapsed, and at the same time watching the bubbles. If you're not on this, this is the most powerful tool that I've ever, ever, ever seen. I promise you, this is the most powerful tool. I was trying, I was watching the market, the bubbles change over here on a five minute uh, time frame over here. And then I was watching the newsroom just continue to scroll where all the conversations happened. And it was a very, 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 very powerful tool. The most powerful tool. It's free. You have access to our 40 researchers for free. Banterbubbles.com. Click on newsroom right then. So I managed to pick up, and I was, say, I was saying, we, like, I was watching that. The other thing that I was watching, and I think you should do it again if we get the dips, go to the five-minute performance or the hourly performance and watch the recoveries. See which ones of the tokens are recovering first, because that shows you what the next part of the, of the thing is going to be about. about. What, and what I noticed was... Arbitrum recovered very fast. We'll talk about why that narrative recovered fast. GMX recovered, went to 44 bucks and shot up within minutes, back over 50. ICP, Kujira, Kujira back over, went over $5. GMX, GNS, Say, Perth, Akash, Filecoin, uh, Apex. The way, the, what I learned while this dip was happening is one, watch the newsroom and watch the short time frame of the bubbles to see which tokens recover first. That will show you how to trade the next cycle or the next narrative. The other thing which I learned is have some crazy, crazy, crazy orders. So what I did, you can see, I put in here, I went and put in for Pith. I've put in a whole lot of orders at 20 cents. Now look, I don't know if it'll ever get hit, but I've got the cheeky orders in in case it happens, right? So it's, I mean, the price is nowhere near, near that right now. Um, Let's quickly look. It's 27. But hey, you know what? If you get those candles again, maybe, 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 if you fast enough, you can get those things. So I've, I've now started putting in some, let's call it drunk orders, right? Um, drunk orders. I've started putting in drunk orders. Again, I just want to show you, like while we've been talking, someone's talking about a tether pump here. And I actually believe that. I actually believe there's a tether pump. We'll talk about that. So that's the other thing that I learned. And the, 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 the last thing that I learned, and this is something that I really want you guys to learn, okay? Is that... I have become a much better trader in this bull market. And I, I take my hat off to one man. The man that I take my hat off about the reason why I've become such a good trader, because I'm not a trader, I'm an investor. I don't, I don't know at all how to trade. I don't know, I don't know how to trade, I'm, I'm honest. I'm not a trader, I'm an investor. But look at my trading results here. My arbitrum position's up 567%. My BCH is slightly down. My Bitcoin's up 582%. My Dogecoin's up 142%. These, look at these trades. Now, the only reason why I'm like that is because 
I've got the sniper Reno on my team. Is anyone in Solana? I just want to give you guys a, a possible trade if you're looking for one. Okay, so there's the entry, guys. Stop loss is around the 53.50. When we get over here, Look take a my... little bit of the profits, around 7%. Reason being, I don't want to take all is because this is not the proper risk to reward in order to take a trade. This is the one that we want, which I do believe if Bitcoin breaks this level, we're going to go to this zone over here. So this is the percentage to your risk to reward. Right now, we look at the, the risk. You're risking around 6%. This is non-level. This guy makes trading fucking simple now listen if you want to join his sniper school there's a sniper school which starts now you go here there's a there's a link there you can see the link over there click on that sniper school link uh, i want to see how many days there are to get in it's free and it's one of the last times we'll ever do it for free there's 11 days go and do it and sign up it's a free trading school you need to know this before you get into the bull market sign up with this link below there's a that link below it's this link over here there are 11 days you need a few days to get accepted and you guys can do this for absolute free so that is what I learned. A, use the bubbles with the newsroom. And you can, you see, look, just while we've been talking, uh, there's been new posts that have been uh, done here. You then go onto the short time frame, either the five, the five minute or the one hour, you can choose whatever it is and see when the recoveries happen, which, pe which ones are recovering first, because that's the new narratives. And then the last thing is just learn how to fucking trade. Just learn how to fucking trade. Now, <clears throat> cool. Whew, okay, <clears throat> hold on. Let me just have a drink and we'll go on to the next part of the show which is why I think the bull market is continuing. Oh, I'm never saying that word ever again. I will pour one more, one more little, um, the little one, it stinks like shit. Okay, I will pour one more little one for later. Um, are you writing a poll to ask if I'm gonna pass out by the end of the show? Are you, are you actually being serious? Is this a real poll? I'm not gonna pass out, bro. I do feel sick, I'm not gonna pass out though. All right, so as I said, as I said, I believe this. We are in the bull market right now. We're going to get an ETF approval today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever, whenever it is. We are about 30%. That means you've got 70% more of this bull market to make life-changing money. If you don't make it in this bull market, good luck. Um, and sorry for you because I don't know what you, how, where you're going to make this kind of money. You can also see a couple of good things about this. The first thing is that the January expiry of... Um, uh, uh, options is around $50,000. So people are expecting Bitcoin to get to $50,000 by the end of January, um, which is good. Also, we're seeing more stable coins coming into the market. Just have a look here. We've turned, we've really turned the corner. We were at one point <clears throat> at 124 million in, in, in stables. Stables means that there's more, <clears throat> just it's the smell of the shit that's killing me now. But then when you go here, you can see that we, we've now added there's 7 billion new, new USD that are now in the system. There's 7 billion new USD. That's it. That's it. That's it. I am trading extremely, extremely, extremely cautiously because I do think that there's going to be some kind of correction coming up. Now, I'm not saying correction, we're going to get wiped out. I'm saying healthy correction in the bull market. That's why I've cut out all my shit coins. I'm not holding crap. I've got a lot of positions, but they're all positions that I want to hold for the rest of the bull market. I want to hold my Arbitrum for the rest of the bull market. I want to hold my uh, ICP probably for the rest of the, of the bull market. That is how I'm trading it now. I've, I've removed all my other garbage positions that I don't want to hold. And I encourage you to do the same because there could be a, a, a correction. Why could there be a correction? One is because Bitcoin has never had a great run without at least a 25% correction. So maybe we'll get a, a, an ETF flush out. The other thing is, We've had over 170 days without a 25% correction, which is the second longest time. <coughs> I have to move this cup away. It's, it's disgusting. Um, 
So we had 170 days without a real 25% correction. And you can see that, you know, here we had 182 days, here we had 204 days. But that's the longest time that we haven't had a, a long correction. Um, in, in the other bull market, which was the 2018 to 2021 bull market, we, only, we never had any, we had 144 days, but we're already over that without a correction. So we may get that, that correction. If we do, it's nothing. It's just a, a small little like, like blip before this big run, like when the gold ETF was uh, actually approved. The other reason why we may get a correction is because we always have a pre-halving correction and we haven't had one now because of the ETF magnets. That's another reason. Um, Arthur Hayes also wrote an article and he's saying he's expecting a 20 to 30% correction um, by early March. I kind of agree with him that it's going to happen. Um, I also think that the CME gap, it hasn't been filled and all CME gaps eventually get filled or most eventually get filled. That's at 39,600. So what I'm saying is, look, I'm saying I'm extremely, extremely, extremely bullish. And we're just in the beginning of the bull market. We're 30% of the way into the bull market. There's still 70% of the way to go. But part of bull markets is corrections. We haven't had a correction in 170 odd days. We're going to get the correction. When we do, just have a plan. Know exactly what you're going to buy so that you're not scrambling on the day of the correction. The other thing that I want you guys to, to watch out for, just to, keep an, just to keep your eyes on, is that you know when you look at macro, macro has been amazing. I mean, just look at how the NASDAQ performed in the last 12 months. So look, like, look here to here. The NASDAQ's up like 60% in the last 12 months. Also probably due some kind of small correction. Now, what could cause a correction in the macro markets, which I am watching, by the way, is this shit that is happening in the Red Sea. Because in the Red Sea, you've got the Houthis who are not letting the, the ships go through the Suez Canal. And that is driving container rates up. Container rates going up means we could get inflation again. Getting inflation again could mean that we're not going to get the interest rate drop, uh, the interest rate drops as aggressively as the market believes that there's going to be interest rate drops. And you know what happens where we don't get the interest rate drops as quickly as the market expect is expecting interest rate drops, which by the way, if you look here, you can see that this market is starting to expect 58.3% chance of interest rate drops in, 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 in March. By the way, I think the market is mad, but if we get inflation again because the shipping container prices are going up, then we've got a problem. So just keep watching the, the shipping container prices. Do me a favor. Just keep your eyes on the, on the shipping container prices. Okay, let's move on to the next part of the show. I'm just going to have a drink, and it's not this shit. It's this stuff. I'm having now. I feel really sick from that, from that stuff. Oh, it's revolting, bro. It's the, it's the fucking, it's revolting. Okay. Oh. Okay, so I did a tweet yesterday where we spoke about the elephant in the room and it was about what I think is the real ETH killer. And I don't really like the narrative of ETH killer because I don't really think that ETH will die. But I do want to talk about a token or the token that I believe has the biggest chance of taking ETH's market share today. And it's not Solana, believe it or not. You know, I love Solana. Solana is my biggest main chain holding at the moment right now because it's performed beautifully, etc. Um, but I don't think that Solana is the real ETH killer. I think that there's another token out there that is the real ETH killer. And I don't think it's an ETH killer. I just think it's the chain that is the most likely to disrupt Ethereum. So I tweeted about it last night. I've got to show you what I tweeted. I've got to show you what actually happened. So this is what I tweeted. I feel like I'm going to vomit, but okay. I said, ETH's biggest competitor threat chain today is not Sol. It's Say. That's the tweet. That's what I said yesterday. And then I said, don't get me wrong, 
I'll, okay, so then what happened was the market went absolutely crazy. People started swearing at me, saying I'm a, I'm a frivolous person that, that now is paid to shill say instead of Solana. And now I've abandoned my Solana position. No, I haven't. I've got more Solana than any other token. I haven't sold a single Solana. I don't intend to, t- to sell a single Solana. But to me, Solana is not the competitor to ETH because ETH is EVM. ETH is solidity, okay? And it's not Rust and it's not, it's not Solana. The, 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 the real threat to Ethereum is a chain that can actually, where you can take your Ethereum dApp and just deploy it on the other chain and, and without any changes to the smart contract. And that's not Solana because you can't do that. And so when I tweeted this tweet yesterday, I got a lot of backlash. I got a lot. People were saying, yeah, dream on, bro. Um, people, I, I got to find you like the, the bad ones here. Shilling coins at all time high again. Uh, I mean, people, people went absolutely crazy. There was one guy. There was one guy. Now, how do you tell someone that you're overexposed to Solana without telling them that you're overexposed to Solana? I wanted to show you his tweet, but he blocked me. But doesn't matter because we can still do screenshots because we're very good at taking screenshots. Okay. Hope you fall out of the plane over the Atlantic, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, crypto man, Ryan. You fucking piece of shit. You just nuked my bags because you opened your mouth. <laughs> good for you. If you fade run 100% the time, you will get rich. That guy fucking sucks at trading. Run is shilling say, I'm going to throw up. Say, bros, not what I like seeing. <laughs> this is true. This is what I got yesterday. Now, what this guy doesn't understand is, I haven't sold a single one of my Solana. But I do think that the biggest competitor to ETH is not Solana. Because when you say competitor, if I'm a developer and I want to develop in Rust, I'm going to use Solana. If I want to develop in Solidity, then, and I want to use EVM, then where am I going to go? And the reality is that if I'm faced with that dilemma, or if I'm asked which one of the protocols that exists right now is one where you can easily steal apps or dApps from Ethereum and migrate them onto another chain with zero effort whatsoever, it's got to be say. And I said, don't get me wrong, I love Sol. Sol is not EVM that is not an EVM that is backward compatible with ETH. Say is an EVM that is backward compatible to ETH, is an easy to migrate to ETH app, and it's very fast and it's very cheap. Its finality is less than 380 milliseconds. Sol won't steal ETH apps. Say will steal ETH apps. And that's why what I'm, when I'm looking at Say now, I'm saying Say is right now the best opportunity to port from ETH. Because if you want to move from, from ETH, and I'll show you in a second how, how it is. Now, Say has a market cap of $7 billion, and ETH has a market cap of, I think, $200 billion or $300 billion, or what, $269 billion. So on that, this could have a 20 or 30x <clears throat> if the one were to catch up the other. Now, again, it's not, it's not as simplistic as that, right? But what I mean is that Say has the biggest chance of stealing Ethereum's uh, uh, dApps from Ethereum because it's so, so, so easy to migrate. Later on in the year, there's going to be another, another chain, which is called Monad. Now, Monad is an amazing, amazing chain. We, I'm actually, full disclosure, I'm an investor in Monad. Watch Monad later in the year because, again, it is parallel, parallel EVM. Remember, Solana has this thing called parallelism. We did a whole show about it. It is the ability to process multiple transactions in parallel or at the same time, right? Um, uh, uh, which you can't really do on Ethereum. But now with Say, you can do parallel transactions and therefore you can process more transactions very, very fast and very, very cheap. 
So, um, um, so as I said, I, I did I did get a lot of a lot of um, of hate yesterday from this guy and lots of other people as well. Lots of other people. Um, you can see that <clears throat> Tushar Jane, who led from Multicoin, who actually led the round for say said <clears throat> say <clears throat> oh this vodka. Hmm. Say is a paralyzed EVM, which does not require apps devs to define specific dependencies. This means that EVM developers can reuse EVM code, but get the advantage of building into an integrated chain versus on all the layer twos. Also, Say is integrated into the Cosmos ecosystem, which means that if you build on Say, not only can you build in parallel EVM, but you can also integrate into the whole into the whole. Um, uh, EVM uh, into the whole uh, uh, Cosmos ecosystem. And that's why I think that the real ETH killer, now, again, I'm not saying, I, I, again, I, Solana for me is not an ETH killer. It's just, it's two parallels. But the real ETH killer to me actually could be, say, and if not say, it could be someone like 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 Monad. And, you know, says all the metrics are right. The TVL is going up, et cetera, et cetera. But, and the ecosystem is very strong and we'll spend time talking about it. But it is, for me, it is the real ETH killer. And I think we'll leave, if you guys want to follow stuff on Say, there's, a, there's this cool times guy who's got a whole list of people you can follow. Watch Say, because if your, your thesis is the same as our thesis that, that developers don't want to be on L2s because L2s are like spaghetti and it doesn't, I mean, it does work, but it's so clunky. The experience is so terrible. Then what they'll do is they'll just go on to Say and get a parallel EVM and then it's fast and it's cheap and it actually does fucking work. Okay, so that is the narrative. What you would have seen, by the way, if you're watching Banter Bubbles, um, if you were watching Banter Bubbles, you would have seen that the five-minute recovery, say, was actually one of the best recoveries. And that way you know that that is a good narrative that you actually want to be in. Again, the way to do it, you go to banterbubbles.com, you go into the five... You see, now look, the market's obviously at a recovery. Which tokens are recovering? You see, I'm on the five-minute here. Which tokens are actually recovering soon? Celestia, say, you now know that this narrative, this mini-cycle is... is, is is the same celestia say why is celestia running well for one um airdrops there's a lot of airdrops if you stake your celestia um specifically um yeah i mean a lot of it has got to do with airdrops a lot of, a lot of it has got to do with this modular uh modularity um thesis which we'll talk about um we'll talk about that probably early early next week remember these are this i'm not even supposed to be back here doing a show right so we will talk about that next week. Also, next week, we'll talk about the ETH trade. And we'll talk about all the, the, the things that you can see around the ETH trade. Specifically, I want to talk about liquid staking and restaking of liquid staking tokens, which is a big narrative. And we'll spend a lot of time uh, next week actually, uh, actually talking about that. Um, the other thing that I think we should talk about is launch pads. We haven't spoken about launch pads enough. We will be talking about launch pads a lot more. I have been following, obviously, Cedify. You know, they're one of our sponsors. There's a lot of stuff coming on Cedify. So I've been buying the tokens. So I can stake the token. So next week, we'll do LSTs. We'll also do re, re, restaking of LSTs. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry. We'll cover it all very, very early next week. And we'll talk about launch pads because I think there's a, there's a lot of launch pads. You need to be now in, 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 in the launch pads. That's just um, the way that it is. Um, you see, I want to just show you something that I can see here through the corner of my eye. While we've been talking, you can see that our researchers have picked up that Hashdex have another ad. So let's actually watch the other ad together. Again, that's the beauty of the Banter News Group. What? 
The home of the Whopper is offering cash or credit. I think it's pretty bad if you have to use a credit card when you go to a fast food restaurant. I mean, uh, honestly, this this uh, this this is your most powerful free tool out there. When you've got forty researchers in one place dropping all the alpha that they're looking at, and at the same time, you can actually look at the move on the tokens and how it's affecting it. That, to me, is the most powerful, powerful, powerful tool in crypto, guys. I will see you guys again on the weekend. I've got a very special show for you on the weekend where I'm going to show you guys where I actually get my alpha from. That you you can't miss that show. And then I'm going to see you again on Monday because Monday we're all back in the office bringing you crypto love and crypto wisdom. Every single day, Sheldino won't be here on Monday because he's having his bachelor party, his, his bachelor party in Thailand, but we're all here. Um, actually, we should quickly before, just get this end screen off and let's see if Dylan is live because I think Dylan's, Dylan's going live now, I think, as well. Let's just have a look here. Crypto, Dylan, Dylan, if Dylan's going live, he's live on our other channel, which is Crypto Banter Plus, and that's where all our trading happens. Hold on, Crypto Banter Plus. Let's quickly just go here uh, and see, is Dylan live? Okay, he's live in 10 minutes. So go, go and check it out. He's talking about the last pump. Ooh, okay, let's see what the last pump. That's very scary. All right, I'll see you guys again weekend. Otherwise, until then, trade well, my friends.